Classic Rock Files on 94.3 The Drive. Winnipeg's Classic Rock. Kelly Parker with 94.3 The Drive Music Director Mike Young. Hi, Kelly. In our customary lawsuit section of the program to kick things off, Led Zeppelin claims another victory. Is it the final victory? No, of course not, because this lawsuit will probably continue. But they've claimed another round in this copyright dispute over Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals today affirmed a uh, lower court decision of no copyright infringement. And this lawsuit was brought about by the estate of Randy California of the band Spirit. Now, Not his real name. Can't be. No, it's his real name as long as I believe it's his real name. Okay. A jury in 2016 found Led Zeppelin faultless in a case that turned on their song's alleged similarity to Spirit's Taurus. Then a panel of judges from the appellate court called for a new trial. This is where it gets complicated because Taurus, which was the song, was written before a federal law provided protection for sound recordings. Back to 1909, when the copyright laws were in effect, when this whole thing came about, songs were safeguarded only by copyright, the written music. Now, as we know, people go into the studio and they mess around. Sometimes they don't even write the music down. A lot of bands don't even know how to read music. They just come up with this stuff in the studio. So when they first came to the courtroom with this case they actually weren't allowed to play stairway to heaven and taurus side by side to have a listen they just had to go with sheet music which complicated everything yeah and that was uh, what the original trial judge said because since the the jury couldn't hear the sound recordings because they weren't protected only the sheet music was protected so why are we playing a song when you can just read along to this music sheet at that point i'd be just jotting down random stuff on a sheet of music and handing it in either way at the end of the day this thing is seemingly over with now since the appeal court has also made their ruling i think the uh, quest from randy california's estate and family uh to make some money off of this song their quest is now over the lawyer michael skidmore uh might be back to chasing ambulances (laughs) now i believe that's his real name randy california that can't be his real name it just can't be the problem with this wasn't just a led zeppelin problem depending on how this came out, it could have meant that a ton of other recordings by a ton of other acts in rock music could have been susceptible to copyright infringement laws. Next up here, a guy you've probably never heard of but was absolutely huge in the music business has passed away, Keith Olsen. Probably best remembered for his work with Fleetwood Mac but did an absolute ton of work in some of the biggest albums you've ever heard of. Yeah, he produced for a whole bevy of artists including Heart, White Snake, Santana, Rick Springfield, Ario Speedwagon, Ozzy, Bad Company, Jethro Tull. Some of his biggest albums were Foreigner's Double Vision, Ozzy's No Rest for the Wicked, Pat Benatar's Crimes of Passion, uh, The Scorpion's Crazy World, and Fleetwood Mac's self-titled album. He actually wasn't born in any of the music hubs. He was born in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but then he uh, moved into Minneapolis. He was on the scene there. He was uh, a musician there. And then in the late 60s, he relocates to Los Angeles, and he's working at uh, the Sound City Studios, just an absolutely iconic studio. I think Dave Grohl has the board from that studio because there was a documentary that he did about Sound City. It was so famous that it actually had an iconic console, the board itself. In any case... Olsen worked there, but he really broke when he started working with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. He produced their self-titled 1973 LP, and they were, of course, just magic together. And what's really strange is how he was the connection between Buckingham and Nicks joining Fleetwood Mac. That happened in 1974. Yeah, Mick Fleetwood chose Sound City to record uh, the next Fleetwood Mac album. And while visiting the studio, Olsen played 
him a track from that Buckingham Knicks LP. He put on a song called Frozen Love just to demonstrate his skills in the studio and what the studio sounded like. And Mick's sitting there listening to the song and one thing led to another and all of a sudden Stevie and Lindsay are members of Fleetwood Mac because he's so taken aback by what Olsen described as two voices that sing like that and sound like that and they were meant to sing together. And we constantly talk on the show about how it's amazing that any band ever stays together and some of the stories of how bands come together and not just come together Together, but one of the most successful lineups in music history with the Fleetwood Mac lineup that eventually put out the second Fleetwood Mac self-titled LP, and that one had Rhiannon on it, Say You Love Me, Landslide, and then, of course, Rumors later on. And it was purely by happenstance that Olsen happened to put on that Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham LP. It's crazy, but in any case, that led to a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, 120 albums in total, 24 earning platinum certification. Uh, his work exceeds 125 million units at retail sold, equaling more than a billion dollars in business, six Grammy Awards over the course of his career, and, like you said, single-handedly changed Mick Fleetwood's life. And another example of how there are some absolute monsters in the music business who you've never, ever heard of. Yeah, we're going to talk about Rick Rubin all the time, right? Yeah. You know, because of everything he's produced, but uh, so many names are just a behind-the-boards guy, mm -hmm. doing it quietly, without accolades, stacking up Grammy Awards, and $125 million in record sales. Incredible. Finally here, if you're a Sammy fan, looks like you might be headed to Las Vegas. He's planning to launch a Vegas residency this summer. Yeah, it's going to be at the Strat Hotel Casino and Skypod, which is the former Stratosphere Casino, which is at the far end of the Las Vegas Strip. That's why whenever you book in Vegas, you'll see the cheapest rates are at the Stratosphere because it's the farthest away from anything. It's in old Vegas. Yeah, it's the one with the big tower and a couple of fun rides on top. And uh, if you're like me, you've always wanted to get down to Cabo to take in one of Sammy's big parties. And a lot of people are like that, but getting to Cabo is more difficult than getting to Vegas. So Sammy's going to do you a favor and bring the party to you. He's modeling these residencies after his famous birthday bashes at Cabo, and he's doing so by bringing a whole bunch of guests along for the ride. Yeah, he says uh, as part of this residency, he's going to have Rick Springfield, Billy Idol, Toby Keith, Neil Sean of Journey, unless Neil Sean is otherwise, you know, occupied in court. Uh, Vince Neil. Unless he's otherwise occupied with a buffet in Vegas. <laughs> you know what? I've been waiting all morning to find out what you'd say about that, and you did not disappoint. Members of REO Speedwagon will also be part of this thing as well. But yeah, like you say, I've always wanted to be down in Cabo for especially one of his birthday bashes. He does periodic shows down at Cabo Wabo, but uh, those birthday bashes are absolutely legendary. So, like you say, he's bringing them to uh, Vegas. But first, Sammy Hagar on the Circle, which is his latest band, uh, embarking on a summer U.S. tour with White Snake and Night Ranger, promoting their uh, debut studio album, Space Between. That came out last May. That tour kicks off July 9th in Florida. And this Vegas residency, they say, will be once a month, I think. Yeah, it's going to start with a few dates in June, and then it'll settle into a one weekend a month, and there's no timetable on when that will end, so... Maybe that's going to be a longer-term thing where he just pops up to Vegas for uh, one weekend every month, brings the uh, party to the, the fans there, and uh, it's obviously going to be tough to coordinate these guests. So doing one weekend a month, you can block out some people and some time and say, guys, we're getting together to do this, these two shows or three shows, whatever it happens to be, and, and he skittles back down to Cabo. I got to say, I like the way that these uh, Vegas residencies are kind of shaping up. They're evolving in a way that are very, very convenient for the fans to 
depending on the band. It's not all older bands that don't want to tour much anymore. This whole residency scene in Vegas, it's shaping up nicely. I like it. I dig it. Yeah, and there's always, uh, it seems like if you're booking a trip to Vegas, there's always some residency going on. Especially if you're there over a weekend, you might be able to hit one or two different bands that you didn't even know were playing in Vegas uh, because people are doing weekends, people are doing during the week, people are doing month on, month off. You know, there's so much stuff going on and new stuff being announced all the time because the hotels see that these things are making money. So whether it be at Planet Hollywood or the Cosmopolitan or Caesars Palace, they're all getting in on the action. And it's like back in the day, back in the 60s, you know, you could go have a swing in time in Vegas, see the uh, Rat Pack or maybe down the street, Toady Fields or maybe Elvis. This is kind of the same thing. It's just that it's rock bands now. And there's more and more casinos. Every time you go to Vegas, if you, if you take like five years between Vegas trips, you go and it's like three new casinos have popped up, three giant hotels, and like two have been dismantled and you never even knew they were there. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a complete turnover and influx. And if you think this is hampering any of the other type of shows they have, there's always new Cirque du Soleil stuff. There's new comedians and performers. People you were like, well, I saw this guy once on America's Got Talent. Now he's headlining Vegas. You know, that's down there too. So it's not cutting into anybody. Vegas just making more and more cash. My understanding is it's the entertainment capital of the world. I would believe that if you were to tell me that. Are you telling me that? I believe I'm telling you that. Thank you. That is the classic Rock Files, 94.3 The Drive music director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.